Hi again, and welcome to Three Worlds Podcast number 16. And um, it's been a while, as it often is. Sorry about that. Um, busy time. Uh, it's actually been quite a complicated sort of three or four months for me, really. Um, it started off with my wife, my partner, Jan, um, having an embolism in both of her lungs. So she was rushed into hospital and uh, the, sort of the doctors were, were kind of obviously concerned because she was in a life-threatening situation. She's fine, um, but the, that sort of set the trend uh, really for the, the beginning of the last four months. So uh, I have obviously spent a lot of time with her. She was in hospital for a week. And um, then when she came out, I had to look after her. And then I got flu, uh, which was the worst case of flu I think I've ever had since I was a little kid. So I, I basically was out of it for three weeks. Um, and then I rushed into getting the next issue of the magazine together. So those are all sort of fairly feeble excuses as to why I haven't done the next part of the medicine wheel teachings. But here it is. And uh, I'm completely over my flu, of course. The magazine issue 61 is out and uh, all the subscribers and everything have been sent there. So I'm just about to send out to the shops in the UK. The American shops will have it in due course. It's uh, at this point sort of sailing across the pond towards America. And uh, I've still got a few other bits and pieces to do of the mail out, but they're getting together. And um, the dust is settling. So here I am, microphone in front of me. It's a new microphone. Uh, this is the first podcast with a new microphone. Da -da! And uh, I decided I would treat myself to a good quality microphone that I can actually plug into the computer. Because before I used to do the podcasts in my recording studio. And then that was a bit of a hassle having to then sort of transfer the sound files from the recording studio to a computer and do all the editing and all of that sort of stuff. So this is going straight into my lovely Apple Mac computer and I can see all the waveforms in front of me on the screen as I talk. So, you really wanted to know that, didn't you? Come on, you're really impressed, I know. Anyway, next bit of the medicine wheel. And what we're going to do in this one is we're going to look at the non-cardinal directions. That's the southwest, the northwest, and the northeast, and the southeast. And um, sort of those four in relation to the cardinal directions of north, south, east, and west. And what I'm going to do is introduce uh, a way of working for yourself, looking at things, uh, sort of looking at things in your life, as it were, and uh, also a sort of root map of creation called the 20 count. So let's begin by a very brief recap of the cardinal directions that we've discussed in the last few podcasts. So, if you think of the four points of the compass, north, south, east and west, we overlaid each of those four points with the elements and with other aspects of creation and the human personality and, well, the human being basically, because it's not just the personality, it's the body and everything as well. So south is the place of the water element, it's the place of the plants, is the place of our emotions, is the place of the past, 
I'm not going to go through all of these because there's a handout on the website of the Three Worlds podcast itself, which is www.3worlds.co.uk. Three is the number, not the word. So it's numeral three worlds.co.uk. And uh, that's the gallery site for my antique uh, ritual objects and things that I sell. But if you go into that website and look down in the left hand side, you'll see the menu and you'll see a page that says podcast. And if you go into that, then you will find a PDF download of the four directions. And I'm going to put some more PDFs up there at the end of this podcast so that you can actually have a look at all of the other bits that I'm going to be talking about tonight or today, or this morning, or this afternoon, or whenever it is that you're listening to this podcast. I'm actually doing it, of course, in the evening. It's about uh, half past nine at night, and it's horrible outside. We have had the most awful summer. It's been so wet and cold, and it has rained almost every day. I don't really remember, maybe one or two days in the last few months when it hasn't rained. That's all we've had. It has been atrocious. So... We will go inside and we will do medicine wheel stuff instead. All this outside world, yes. Yes, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Far better with a nice computer. Yeah, electric fire on a nice computer, that's what you need. Get away from all this natural world crap. <laughs> okay, here we go. So, West is the physical body. It is the earth as in the stones, the rocks. It is the place of the present moment. It's the colour black. Um, that'll do. And as I say, you can look at the rest on the, the handout. North is the place of the air. It's the place of the human mind. It's the place of the future. East is the place of fire. It's the place of the human spirit and sexuality and creativity. It is the place of uh, no time at all because it's beyond time, it's transtemporal. That'll do, that'll do as a recap for those four. And the centre of course is, is the void, is ether, is male and female up and down, hot and cold, black and white, it's the place that is the battery that creates everything, the powerhouse the tumble out of place that everything is born from and dissolves back into. That was esoteric, wasn't it? Okay, so let's go back down to the south and move a little bit round to the west and we'll start with the southwest. Southwest is my favourite place. I really like the southwest. People often have favourite places in circles that they sit. My sitting place is generally the south, or the southwest, or the west. Those are the places that I like to teach circles to, from, and where I like to sit if I'm going to do a ceremony. Don't always, but very often if I don't know the directions, I'll actually find that I end up sitting in that place anyway. And the southwest is the best. It rocks. So, southwest. Southwest is the place of the dream. Now, I want to use two phrases from the Carlos Castaneda books, which are very useful. And these two phrases, these two words, 
which Castaneda took from the, uh, I think they're from the Aztec language, and he kind of twisted the meanings. But his meanings, I think, actually work quite well. And these two words are tonal and nagual. Tonal is everything you can touch. Nagual is everything that you can't touch and is harder to talk about. I'm changing his meanings even more slightly. His meanings were a little, a little uh, different to that. But the, in, in this conversation, I want to use those two meanings because the cardinal directions, being the four elements and the ether in the center and uh, the human body and mind and emotions and all of that sort of stuff, those are the tonal and they're kind of easier to grasp. They're more physical. The non-cardinal directions are the nagual. We're talking more about energies. It's more subtle. It's harder to pin down. So southwest is the dream. Now what do I mean by the dream? Dream is this world that we're in. The way that we construct the world around us. The world is not how it looks to you. It is not how at all it looks. It is what you believe it to be. You create the world around you. If the world around you is a wonderful, sunny, bright place for you that is easy and light and nice and you feel good in it, it's exactly the same world as it is for someone who is paranoid and doesn't find the world easy and is discomforted everywhere they walk and is suspicious of everybody and everybody goes out of their way to make life hell for that person. It's exactly the same world. But each of those two people create a different reality for themselves. And that's part of the dream. So it is our creative perception of the world. And we make the world that way by discounting things that don't fit into our worldview. We all do this. We absolutely all do this. I've never broken a bone, touch wood. Never have. But I've heard it said many times that people in plaster constantly look around them and see that everybody else seems to be in plaster. And that's because when they're not in plaster, they haven't noticed the people that are in plaster because it's irrelevant to them. Does that kind of make sense? I hope it does. It was a bit of a crude um, analogy, but um, hopefully you'll kind of understand where I'm coming from with these. Like I say, because they're Nagual, they're a bit harder to talk about, but bear with it, you'll kind of get the gist of them, I think. So we create our reality by our perception, and our perception filters things out that don't fit with it. So we discount things that kind of don't reinforce our perception of the world. There's a sort of medicine wheel jargon for this, which is called symbols of life experience. We constantly look around us and we see things which validate our life experience as being real. A paranoid person will find people that are suspicious and they will notice suspicious looking people far more than they will kind hearted ones. 
Yeah, you kind of understand where I'm coming from with that. So that's kind of the quality of the southwest. It is the dream. These will become clearer as we work around the wheel, I think, because they interrelate with each other. So going up to the northwest, we were just doing the southwest, now we're going up to the northwest. The northwest is the place of rules and laws. It's the rules and laws that you live your life by, as well as society's rules and laws, which may or may not be the same thing. But we all of us have rules and laws. They may be absolutely cuckoo, crazy, compared to yours. You may look at other people's codes of living and think, what tree did they fall from? But for those people, their code of living, their rules and laws of life and existence and their place within the fabric of everything is absolutely fine, makes perfect sense to them and is their working model. It may not work terribly well, but it's their working model. Little phrase from my psychotherapy training, which has always stayed with me and I think is, is a really important little gem of wisdom. People always choose the best life for themselves they are able to. People are basically healthy. A schizophrenic will choose to be that way because it is the best option open to them. Now, that might be a bit contentious. Perhaps I shouldn't use schizophrenia because there's a whole thing about brain chemistry and, you know, is the brain chemistry actually learned because of the behaviour of the person or is the behaviour of the person um, dependent on the brain chemistry, which is a genetic thing. So let's use, let's use another, another example. Somebody who is deeply paranoid, deeply um, neurotic about life and has lots of phobias, that person has made the best choices for themselves given their life experience so that they have made the most healthy choice for themselves. People are always healthy and always seek to be as healthy as they possibly can be given the choices that they feel they are able to make. So, in effect, Somebody who is very neurotic is living by all the rules and laws that they have created for themselves in that northwest place. But those rules and laws, however crazy they may look to you, are absolutely sensible and rooted in grounded, solid sensibleness for the person who's living them because they have made the best choices given the circumstances of their life that led them to make those choices. So the northwest is the place of rules and laws. Northeast is the place of designing energy. It is the place of the high self. Uh, two uh, medicine wheel words. I have no idea which tribe or group they come from. They were taught to me as part of the medicine wheel terms. Um, I suspect they might be Cherokee. If anybody knows, let me know. Shida. Shida is your low self. It is your everyday little whingy person that doesn't want to go outside and doesn't want to do horrible things and doesn't want to get up in the morning and doesn't want to go to work. Shida. Wants to be comforted. Wants a chocolate bar. Wants it now. 
Hokshida, High Self, Buddha Self, Christ Self, if you like. Can't talk. Christ Self. Okay. The North East is the place of the way that you design your life. It is the design of energy place. So it's the place of your low self and your high self. Your high self hopefully designs your life in a good way. Your low self designs it to be nice and comfortable and preferably in a nice cosy rut because we all like ruts. Now, northwest, sorry, northeast is opposite the southwest. The southwest is the dream. The southwest is the dream. The northeast is how you design your dream. Okay, you have things in your life that uh, you want to find that reinforce your view of the world. That's in the southwest. Okay, you want to kind of reinforce your nice, cozy view of the world. Nobody likes to have an open view of the world because an open view of the world is bloody uncomfortable. So we make little boxes for ourselves, which we call reality. That's our dream. And opposite the dream, over in the northeast, that's how we design our life so that it stays nice and comfortable in those little boxes. I'll give some more examples later. You'll see the beauty of this system and how it kind of works. So bear with it because it is a bit nagual. It's a bit hard to kind of grasp at the moment. It's like trying to grab hold of a phantom, but bear with it. I think you'll get there. Okay, so northeast is that place that is the way that we create our dream. So let's move around to the last place. Let's move around to the southeast. Southeast is our sense of self. It is our self-concepts place. And look what it's opposite. It's opposite the rules and laws that we create for ourselves over in the northwest. Okay, northwest is opposite southeast. We make all those rules and laws about the world because we are the person that we feel that we are in the southeast. So you have a whole wheel there. You have a whole eight wheel, eight directions wheel. And that wheel is called one of its callings, one of its names, is the circle of foxes because it becomes like a fox chasing its tail. And I'll give you an example. This is, this is uh, a little potted picture of a woman that I worked with many years ago. Uh, she came to me as a client and I was doing this sort of work with her. And she came to me presenting various things but the, the main thing that she presented was that she felt that she didn't ever fit in. She didn't ever fit in with people and society and she kind of felt like a loner and she didn't like that. And in the south place, we're going to go round the wheel now clockwise, starting in the south. The south place on this wheel is the place of our myth about ourselves. Now we can get this myth by saying, I am the sort of person who... dot 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 dot. 
So her myth was, I am the sort of person that nobody wants to be around. We move round to the southwest, her symbols of life. She knew she wasn't the sort of pe person that people wanted to be around because nobody wanted to be around her. Everywhere that she went, she was lonely. She was by herself. Nobody came up to her. So it was proved. She really was the sort of person that nobody wanted to be around. Absolute proof. Absolute proof. The West place on this wheel is the place of the if only. Oh, if only it wasn't like that for her. If only she could make friends with people. If only, only people were interested in her. If only people wanted to talk to her. If only people liked her. But she knew that she wasn't a likeable person because when she went places, nobody ever came and talked to her. And she ended up with all the boring people, if she ended up with anybody at all, because she was the sort of person that was boring and nobody wanted to be around. It was all absolutely perfectly proved to her that's the way the world was. So then we worked around a little bit about her rules and laws, her internal rules and laws. Her internal rules and laws up in the northwest were about the fact that people should be polite. She was terribly British. People should be polite. They should not put themselves forwards because only vulgar, nasty people put themselves forwards. That was the rules and laws. That's the way it was. Oh, if only it wasn't like that. Oh, if only she could have friends and meet interesting people. But when she went places, she never did. She never, ever met people. And when she did meet people, they were boring. And she was the sort of person that ended up with nobody around her or the very boring ones. And that was her life. That was absolutely the way her life was. So then we looked at the north of her wheel. We looked at the mind part of herself, her beliefs about the world. Her beliefs about the world which actually created the rules and laws for herself. And in a way I've already said those really because her beliefs were vulgar people are the ones that are loud and noisy and get what they want and go for people and go for things and get, you know, achieve, all of that sort of stuff. That was her belief. If you are like that, you are vulgar and rude and nasty. Therefore, she made rules for herself that she must not do that. She must be a nice, quiet, polite person that didn't actually get in the way of other people, didn't make a disturbance, didn't put out for her needs. It's a shame it was like that. But it was like that because everywhere she went, she didn't see anybody that really wanted to come and talk to her. Oh... And she was by herself and she'd only end up with the boring people and it was so difficult. But that's the sort of thing that she was. That's the sort of person she was. She couldn't help it. So then we moved round again to the northeast, to the design of her life, to the design of energy. And she realised that whenever she went places, 
she would on an unconscious level go and sit by herself or sit with people who were really boring. Because people who put themselves forward are nasty people. So therefore she created rules and laws for herself about the fact that she had to be ever so nice, not be vulgar, not push herself forward and not make a disturbance and be a loud person that other people would notice. Oh, if it wasn't like that, she could have so much fun, but it was like that. And everywhere she went, it was proved to her because she was the sort of person that didn't have people interesting around her. So when she realised this, that was the way that she was designing her life with all of that wonderful, skillful place and all of those wonderful, skillful tools that she had in her northeast place, in her design of energy. That's how she was designing her life so that everything else became true. We had to work out why. Why was she designing her life to be so unhappy? And this leads us to the east place. The east place of the medicine wheel in this particular medicine wheel is what's the payoff? Who are you doing it for? And invariably, it was mummy or daddy. In her case, it was mummy. Her mother didn't give a toss, didn't care at all. I'm not even sure if her mother was alive. But when this girl when this woman was a little girl, she learned very early on that this was the rules of her mother and to get mummy's approval, she designed her life so that she didn't put herself forward, integrated all those rules and laws for herself in the northwest, and then went all the way around that wheel again, if only it hadn't been like that, but it was because it was proved to her everywhere that she went. So she had set up this whole circle of foxes for herself so that she could get her mother's approval when she was a little girl. And it was her rut. We all like ruts. Ruts are the greatest thing since sliced bread. In fact, sliced bread is the greatest thing since ruts because ruts have been there a damn sight longer than sliced bread. We like cosy lives. And this woman created a cosy life that was safe and predictable and miserable. But most people actually will choose misery over empowerment because empowerment is scary. And then we've got the last place, the very last place of the wheel is her sense of self, her self-concepts down in the southeast. And of course, she didn't, that's, you know, in a, in a way, that's her self-esteem place. And her self-esteem was very low. Well, of course it was very low. Look at the way that she had shaped her life. She was about 35, 40 years old. She had lived her life to this blueprint that was completely squiffy, that was absolutely dire and not working. But it was better and safer than making changes until it got more uncomfortable than the changes. Another lovely thing from my therapy training. When the fear of change is greater than the discomfort of the way your life is, you'll stay with the discomfort. 
when your life is more uncomfortable than the discomfort that will be created by change, you will change. This woman got to a stage in her life where her life was so discomforting to her, the change work actually seemed the better option. So she came to me for quite a few months and did a lot of change work. That's medicine wheel in action. It's also obviously very much coupled with psychotherapy at that particular wheel. That's the circle of foxes wheel. It's a way of looking at the way that we do it. <laughs> we do it to ourselves, yeah. I mean, that's absolutely what we do. We do it to ourselves. So do you get a sense of those other uh, directions now, those non-cardinal directions a little bit? I hope that you do. Okay, now I'm going to add a little bit more kind of mystery, esotericism, if you like, to those. I'm going to do a teaching called the 20 count, or the children's fire, or the children's count. And this is a way of also building a medicine wheel with stones. It's working with 20 powers which creates the universe around us. But I'm going to do that in the next podcast. And just like buses in the standard British joke, you wait and wait and wait for hours and 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 hours and, hours and then two come along. And it's the same with the Three Worlds podcast. Episode 17 will go up at the same time as episode 16. My contact details and all of that sort of stuff is... You can email me, nick at sacredhoop.org. The website is threeworlds.co.uk. My own website is nicholaswood.net. And remember the Sacred Hoop magazine is sacredhoop.org. Okay, see you in a bit. Bye.